Front Podcast Network. And I am under the weather. If you can't tell by my <laughs> my usually nasally uh, nasal voice, I'm a little bit under the weather. I went to a walk-in clinic tonight, uh, and the guy sold me on this. He's like, "Hey, we don't take insurance," and he <laughs> but he sold me it like it's that like that's a good thing. <laughs> I don't. So, he. I don't understand. He. They, they don't take insurance. Like they don't take any insurance. You just bill straight, and then you can submit a claim to get like uh, reimbursed later from your insurance company. So he convinced you this is a good idea. Like that's what. It, no, that was like he didn't convince me. Like I already knew it walking in, but he tried to like convince the person ahead of me that that was a great deal, and then like he started doing the same spiel. I mean, I'm like, I'm, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I read it on your website, but like he thinks that's like a good thing. Well, it could be a good thing because you don't necessarily have to deal with the 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 bureaucracy that is the healthcare insurance. However, it can also be a bad thing when your bill is like eight hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> well, if you're paying out of pocket, regardless, it's not a great deal. Well, at least you knew that going in. It wasn't like if someone stabbed you in the hand at a Friday's and you had to go to a doctor's office <laughs> and they don't take insurance and then uh, he has to pay eight hundred dollars. <laughs> We want winners here. You smell like a winner! From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe. That's right! We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? Well, we'd better get on with it. Broadcasting live, it's radio for winners. Here are your hosts, Tony, Jeremy, and Don. Another week, another episode of Radio for Winners. Jeremy, Tony, and Cherokee, the savage dog. Now, Ed, that story's funny because that actually happened. Yeah, you were the savage dog? No, that you, one of you stabbed each other in the hand and then had to go to the hospital. Yeah, I told Tony to stop kicking me, and he kicked me, so I stabbed him in the hand with a steak knife <laughs> at a Friday. <laughs> the question was, that, was that pre-9-11 or was that after September 11th? Uh, I think it was pre-9-11. Afterwards, wow. I probably would have been sent away uh, as a terrorist. Now, Jeremy, you have gotten, um, you've, you've officially gotten lazy um, and decided not to come to the Beat Lab tonight. You, you are, you're doing this via Skype. I am doing this via Skype. This is how I do my other podcast, Retrovaniacs, but that's not why I'm doing it. I'm not being lazy. I've been lazy since the start of this podcast on, uh, you know, the episode one. Uh, but my wife is not home tonight. And uh, unlike you who can try to put my kids in a room with an iPad and I can watch them, if I did that at your house, I'd be 40 minutes away and I would be arrested. So I have to stay home because that's I have true. two sleeping children upstairs. Now, now, th- what does this have to do with your weekend plans? Because you said this, this has something to do with my weekend plans as well. Well, right. Uh, so this weekend coming up, last weekend we did our Savage Race, which was awesome and a great time. And it was me by myself without my family. This weekend, we are going to a wedding in Myrtle Beach. Oh. We're leaving tomorrow morning at the crack of dawn for a 10-hour drive oh. because half of 95 in North Carolina is washed out from the hurricane. So I have to take side roads to the southern half of the state. Very excited about this. Oh, God. Uh, oh. Our hotel apparently has power there, but other parts of, of Myrtle Beach do not. So this could be a complete disaster. Now, are you... Just don't go. Yeah. Well, that's what I was well that was my statement from the beginning of this plan, but it turns out I don't get a vote in my own life. So I am going to this wedding. Interesting. Well, I wish you the uh, the best of luck. That hurricane was a uh, was a bit of a doozy, and we know this because we survived. We survived the hurricane and ran a savage race. How excited were you 
to complete the savage race, huh? I almost called out. <laughs> I woke up. I started getting sick last uh, Friday. Woke up Saturday, completely congested, uh, not feeling great. Uh, the cold was killing me. Uh, but I'd already agreed to pick up Jeremy, uh, so I had to, the soldier on. And I gotta say, uh, I'm not sure we want to recap how he got there. No, it wasn't really that uh, eventful. I but... took a left and then I took a right. <laughs> I had to stop. There was a Target. I went into the Target parking lot because I wanted a cup of coffee. I will Turns say. Out... I will say I got there uh, a good hour before I really needed to. Yes. Uh, I have a I have a habit of getting things way too early. I looked online at how far it was from my house, and so if we would have left at 7, we would have been there by 8.30, which is still early. And Tony's like, I'm going to show up at your house at 4 a.m. Like, no, no, let's push that up a little bit. Now I think can, you ended up showing up at 6 o'clock. Now, can we back <laughs> too up? Too early. Can we back up just a sec? Uh, All right. Now, um, I'm going to go back to Friday night. I... I, uh, um, and this is all timestamped. I sent Tony a text message at about quarter after six Friday night saying, what time do we need to be there tomorrow? Tony says that our wave starts at 920, so I would say 30 to 45 minutes beforehand. Now, I have never heard of Kennedyville, Maryland, um, but that is exactly where it was taking place. Um, but Tony notified me that he would be there at 815. I also then for uh, there therefore asked um, if if Jeremy that would be you were going with Tony. Now Tony responds with no, he has plans directly after. Now yes. now you showed up with Tony, so was this just a way for you two to not want to ride in the same car with me? I, I'm a little confused. <laughs> oh, I originally was going to go straight from the Savage Race to a party. Uh, that was about uh, 10 minutes from where the Savage Race was. But uh, long story that's not interesting, I did not end up going. So instead, I just asked Tony to give me a ride. And then I came straight home after the Savage Race. But Tony also never notified me that he did change his plans, that he that, that you were going to be going together, because nobody offered me a, a ride down. But that's neither here nor there. I drove myself, and I usually would, would say that I am the one that's always late. But I was actually there early. Um, I got there pretty early to the point where I couldn't find you two. We were making out in the car. I, there was there was definitely something going on because we had all these plans. We were going to be uh, we were going to FaceTime all. We were going to FaceTime live. We had all these things to do, and then like you guys, I I don't know where you were. You you finally show up. I've got um I've got Coach Nick and uh, his wife with with me, um followed right behind me, and um you two like showed up. And by so the wait, way, wait wait stop. Why didn't you go with them? Why don't well, you all drive together? I mean, the reality is, is that I had somewhere to go right after the race. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I, could, I, I couldn't ride with any of you anyway, so I had to ride by myself. Um, but that's not the point. Um, the point is you could have offered, but. The you, point is I got to fill a 45-minute podcast. I'm going to try to as much drama as I can. Hey, where's Governor Hogan? He ain't here. Please don't. Please now, don't. listen, you two show up. In your real cute matching outfits. Now you two are both wearing like a gray short or like a like a dark black short and like like a navy blue top. You guys were matching. Why? Well, it's fat athletic guy uniform. It's just what you get when you're a fat athletic guy. And also, you don't want to wear like something that's going to get stained, like a white shirt. You're gonna you can't wear that again after you go to a. a a mud run, essentially. But now, I also, I also, now this was my first run. I also, I just got a very, like, weird vibe about you two. Like, you guys weren't real social. Um, you were, you were, like, sort of, 
like standoffish, almost well, like you were in some sort of weird zone. I'm never social. That's true. Uh, but I was also sick, so yeah, I, I don't know what you mean. Things together. Uh, we were as social as I ever am. I I disagree. I really feel that both. Oh, I of was you, sober. That could be it. Well, that's true. I I really kind of got the feeling that both both of you were just sort of like you were in some sort of weird zone, like you were psyching yourself up for 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 this race. No, I don't think we either. I was really want to be there. <laughs> I don't think we very wanted to go. true. Well, then and, why did uh, why did you force us? Why did you force us to to do this if you didn't want to be there? Well, I was sick. I mean, I wanted to do it before, but then I got sick, and I was like, I don't want to do this now. I also think Tony thought if he told us we had to do this to go to the NASCAR race, he would not have gone to the NASCAR race. He thought we were going to say, no, we're not doing it. He's like, fine, no NASCAR. But we called him out. <laughs> That'll teach him. Um, so um, we, we get there, and um, you know, I'm, I immediately don't really know what to do. Like, So, I mean, I start stretching. I'm... I'm looking around. Now, try- have you ever done a race before, Don? Is Never. This, was this like your first organized race where you actually did? First uh, or- first organized race. Didn't know how to go get a bib. Didn't know where to go to get a bib. Didn't bring any waiver <laughs> waiver forms with me ahead of time. Um, I I um I. I, I get I get up to the front. I don't know whether to stretch. I don't know what to do. I, I'm also looking around for the guy that I feel that I'm going to be able to beat. But what and I, everyone point is one guy who was clearly severely obese, that, uh, morbidly, you might say. Uh, and everybody was pointing that guy and say, "That's the guy I'm going to challenge." Uh, I'm sure that guy uh, didn't even make it to the starting wave. See, I, had a I, heart attack. I kept fe- I kept thinking and feeling that everyone was staring at me like, "Oh, there's that guy. I'm going to beat that guy." And no, no problem. That guy's here. I'm definitely going to beat that that guy. I'm right sure. Uh, I'm sure at least 15, 20 percent of the people there were were thinking that. Yeah, I'm sure. So um, we get there and we're all standing at the starting the starting line, and then that weird guy is running around going, "When I say savage, you save race." Yeah, they're yeah, the hype like, man. They always have a hype man at each of these races, and uh, it's the one part of the race that I hate the most because I'm not the kind of person that enjoys that whole like rah rah kind of spirit thing. It's just not me. I just want to race, get it over with as quickly as possible, and then have a pulled pork sandwich. The guy walks in between the two groups and separates everybody, and he's like, "All right, decide. I want you to to, to scream real loud," and everybody screams real loud. And then he points to our side. He says, I want you to scream real loud. And I look at Tony. He is not screaming real loud. He is just staring weirdly at other people. Um, it was really, and, they, and he just kept on going, I say savage, you say race, savage race. And it was just really, it was really weird. But then, then all of a sudden, some guy shows up with like a chain around his neck and a cinder block. Yeah, that guy's extreme. He was going to run, and I'm sure he did run the entire thing with a cinder block strapped to his back. It was really weird. Um, but then all of a sudden, like, smoke starts rising up from, like, I guess where the guy, the center stage area. And and now you're now the race is started and you're off, and you get to run into, essentially, the, the smoke from, like, a traffic flare. Oh, I thought you meant Tony Stewart showed up. Uh, Killed a bunch <laughs> of people. <laughs> <laughs> So I um I start running and I realize that now no one is with me. I have I have left you all behind. Don yeah. is taken off. We're a group and you you sprint off at the beginning of this, which I, is not a good call anyway for endurance, but you went for it anyway. Well now I I I I also didn't want to be embarrassed. Like I felt like if I got off to a fast start I would be able to slow down somewhere ahead, and then you guys would just catch up. You know what I mean? But it would give me an opportunity to to, to have a break. 
But well, um, I decided to catch up. I decided to catch up with you. I noticed that uh, Nick, Coach Nick, his wife, and Jeremy were kind of all behind. And originally, when I was talking to Coach Nick, and he mentioned his wife was going to be joining us, uh, he, and I asked her, well, does she run marathons or half marathons? He's like, no, she doesn't really run that much. So then I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be, could potentially be, a, you know, him having to kind of wait for her. Uh, and it seemed that way in the beginning. It seemed like, uh, because they were back with Jeremy, yeah. having the back of the pack. And I was just assuming, okay, Coach Nick is just... Uh, it's just being nice, and he doesn't want to like leave his wife behind, and that's why he's not running with Don and I. <laughs> uh, so then, about uh, maybe about a mile in, uh, his wife is starting to like kind of run ahead. It turns out she does like uh, like these Zumba classes like three times a week, so she has like a cardio engine already built up. Teaches so, the classes, not just yeah. does them, teaches them. So she's already got this like cardio engine and, and endurance that where like she's clearly waiting for him to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> So it's clear that this Coach Nick guy, I thought he was like the athlete in the group. I think he might be tied for, with Jeremy for uh, for the slowest. I, uh, first off, you guys make it sound like you were miles ahead of us. I could see Don pretty much the entire time he was wait, ahead of wait us. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't, don't bring me into this. I want the praise here. I did a very good job of not only getting off to a nice fast start, but I actually maintained my start um, for, for quite a while. I did not, I did not fade. I actually stopped and waited for you to catch up. Well, there were wait, there were lines at the obstacles, so we caught each other at, at an obstacle. You did wait at the obstacle, but uh, but it's not like you the sat there. We waited. Uh, we waited at the water stations for uh, for some time. Uh, if if I wasn't sick, I would have just left you guys all behind. Now wait, well, a minute. you would not have gotten over the walls, but that's okay. I now. <laughs> that's a whole other story. Now I was. Um, I, you know, where I didn't now, I did not do any sort of information seeking leading up to it. I sort of wanted to go into it blind. So, you know, just I, like voting. That's true. I um I didn't know what the obstacles were. I didn't know you know how long it was. So when we got there, six and a half miles, and I also didn't realize that most of the running was right up front. So you were doing a lot of running um, early on in the in the in the race. So um I and then then the the running turns into now we're running in in the forest, and I get to the bottom of this ravine. Now I we, see a centaur. Well, now <laughs> I, we're, I was waiting for a clown. So now we're down in the bottom by like this river. Now, do you think that they trucked in mud and dumped all that mud in front of that riverbank? No, it would have been raining. Uh, again, yeah, this but was that, the, after the, the hurricane, which we didn't really get, but we did get some rain tied to it. But there was, I mean, there was a ton of mud at the bottom of this, like, hill. I think that mud is added in. Yeah, I mean, I just have to imagine that that there's, they've added mud to that, to that to make it an obstacle. Uh, and the reason sort. for that is because the mud is a completely different color yeah. than other dirt <laughs> yeah. around the area. So clearly they added it in. I, I, I immediately go to jump over this thing of mud into this river. By the bank. way, uh, whenever we describe uh, obstacle races and we start doing what we're doing now. Uh, just turn it off. Yeah, because it I remember off. I did this last year or a couple years ago. Uh, and Don would like snore through it. <laughs> yeah, but now, but now I'm into it. So now I jump in, and my shoe comes off in the mud. I've got to walk back across this river. And, and that's where I blew by you, Don. That's when I was Well, but like, now I had to get my shoe out of the mud. My sock was in the mud. And now I had to run another you know, mile and a half with like a muddy sock shoe. So, But, I, I mean, I think I did a good job of keeping up with you running, I was running impressed, wise. Don. I was very impressed with uh, your... <laughs> You're a uh, go-getting-ness. Is that right now? That's no, that's right not even a word. That's not. I don't know what the hell you just said there. Uh, you know, you, you, you toughed it out. You ran. Uh, I think we got our show title there. Go 
get itness. Yes, I don't know. I've already written that time down. <laughs> but yeah, I was impressed, John. Impressed with your uh, your toughness. I was I was um, I was very impressed too. I I really thought that I was going to slow everybody down. I was very nervous and apprehensive about it. Um, there, I I we attempted every obstacle. Um, there was one girl who looked like she had some sort of hypothermia. Um, I did not enjoy jumping into that dumpster full of, uh, of ice water. That was horrible. That was the worst thing that I've ever experienced in my life. Um, but then I did, I did want to get up Colossus and I, I did go back up to Colossus, but only to find out that you guys climbed it up the ladder. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm too fat to run up the Colossus. That's the only obstacle that I didn't even attempt. Uh, the last time I did that obstacle a couple years ago, I ran up. Uh, basically face planet against the board <laughs> and then I couldn't lift my arm uh, higher than 10 degrees without it being in like extreme pain. So so everyone that's listening that doesn't do these races, this is uh, what, 20 feet high, 30 feet high? How high do you think this ramp is? Uh, it's probably a good uh, 20 to 25 feet. It, and it's and it's like a skate ramp or like the the warped wall on the American, uh, American Ninja or whatever, American... Ninja story. What the hell's the name of that? Ninja show? Warrior. Matter. Point American is, Ninja story. Ninja, I get it. It's uh, uh, it's anyway, but it's not. It doesn't go backwards like that. It just goes straight up like a big uh, skater uh, half pipe, and you have to run up the whole thing. And there are some ropes at the end, but still, it's really steep at the end. There's no chance I'm going to make it up. And uh, and when I have tried it once before, uh, my ankles felt like they were going to break, so I didn't even bother. Didn't even bother trying it. Uh, Don, though, I have to admit, did go through the second time. Did it again and did succeed. The only member of Team Radio for Winners hey. that completely. Made it up the Colossus, and congratulations. Thank you very much. Now, when I got up there, I was quite embarrassed <laughs> because I'm deathly afraid of heights. And on the back side of this thing is like a huge water slide. And, I mean, it's not like a real nice-looking water slide. It's a big tarp that you slide down into the muddiest, nastiest-looking water. I did not want to go down. I was, I was very scared. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you were afraid of heights. So when you get to the top, we're watching from the bottom because we had already climbed up the ladder and then gone on the side because I find that to be fun. And you're at the top, and I just thought you were super tired because you're just sitting there, and the guy at the bottom that's that's running the event or whatever was like, you got to go, sir. And you're like, no, I'm good. I'm just tired. And then I realized you're terrified. You got to the end, and you like ran back away from the side. <laughs> I did. Like, I, got I didn't know Don was afraid of heights. How about that? I got to the edge, and I went... Nope, and I ba I backed up, and then the guy up top is like, "You gotta go, sir. Uh, just scoot a little bit closer. You'll be fine." And I'm like, "No, I'm I'm not I'm not going down this 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 horrible death trap." I did everything fine except I didn't want to go down that slide. Now I did eventually force myself to to slide down, but um, because only because the race was almost over. But we did we finished the race. Um, I know Tony, you have some results, but I will say. Um, I, I want to thank you, Tony, for encouraging us to go do this. Um, I have really enjoyed running. Um, I have gotten out and gotten some great exercise. Um, since the Savage Race, I have not run one single time. I, <laughs> I am back to a pack of day of Marlboro Reds unfiltered. Uh, no, but um, I will say that the uh, I, I have not gotten as drunk off of a Coors Light since I was probably 15 years old. At the end of the race, yeah, yeah, because you, you haven't really eaten anything. You sweat all that water, and then all of a sudden you just pound a beer. Yeah, it's going to get you real quick. <laughs> it's snuck up and, like, bit you right in the ass. All right, so the top guy in the pro wave uh, finished uh, in 43 minutes. 43 minutes. Uh, and then the top guy in the open wave finished in 59 minutes. And we were in the open wave. Yeah, uh, we were in the open wave. We all finished around roughly the same time. 
Uh, two hours, Oof. seven minutes. Uh, which actually, I would say is not bad. Uh, turns out, though, uh, slightly low average. Um, I was a little disappointed to see that um, I finished... Um, now, the other thing, too, was a little 89th bit. out of 160 people, Don. You were 89. I was, a little, I was a little disappointed that we all didn't cross the finish line together. Um, I thought that's what we were going to do. We were all like going to hold hands. We're going to human set. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I was very disappointed to see that I'm, I'm in a new age group this year. <laughs> we are in the masters division. <laughs> in the age groups of forty to forty-four, I'm like, whose age group is that? I'm not forty, and I was like, damn yep. it. Yeah, I don't like it. Now I was not able to move very much the next day. How how did you guys do? You know, I didn't think I would be very very good because normally after these things, I'll try to sit up the next morning. I can't get out of bed. I have to like roll sideways and have someone help me out. But I felt good. I came home. I I did some more stretching when I came home that night. And, uh, and I thought I'd feel pretty good. I got up in the morning, and, and I got out of bed, no problem, walked down the stairs. And then I went to go reach up with my left arm to make some coffee. And, and I couldn't raise my left arm higher than about 30 degrees. <laughs> my right arm was fine. It was just my left arm. Whatever I did, which I'm sure was the, the walls that we had to jump over, because uh, that's the only thing I really, like, hurt myself on. Uh, that, <laughs> that was the only arm that hurt. And by, by Monday morning, I didn't look quite as ridiculous. Now, I, um, I, I was supposed to go camping with my son that night. And um, we actually. Where's that saxophone music? Uh, <laughs> uh, that is horrible. Uh, we uh, we actually got rained out, so we ended up coming home, and I was able to sleep on my bed, which was great. But I was still very sore, very stiff the next morning. I don't know what I would have done had I had to sleep on the ground outside all night. Probably cried a bunch. Probably, that would <laughs> probably. Well, I had to work the next day too, so it was uh, it was a bit tough to to get up and go uh, go do that. But starting to feel back to normal. Um, going to start running again. It only took 24 hours for Tony to start texting me the next races that he was interested in doing. He's already sent me a website for things for me to check out to see where uh, him and I might be able to run together next. I feel like this might be something that Tony wants to be maybe the Tony and Don thing that keeps us together. <laughs> well, I, uh, I will run uh, some races either way. I'm going to run them, so... You can enjoy it or not. Doesn't doesn't matter. But I thought you enjoyed it. Uh, you seem like you were kind of hooked on uh, on doing more of these in the future. Whereas Jeremy's vowed to never do it again. Nope, never doing one again. I've done five now, and I'm I'm content not doing more. I did have Coach Nick uh, challenge me to a uh, 10k uh, because I insulted him by saying that he was the weak link. Well, I mean, if it's downhill, which again, it's true, he was the weak link. If it if it's downhill, he's just going to roll down. That one obstacle he went over, <laughs> lost his slip, and rolled down like McGilla Gorilla rolling down the backside of the platform. Uh, after the race, we didn't mention this, but we did do a quick recording uh, with the you, me, Coach Nick, Coach Nick's wife, who says she is not Coach Nick's wife during the recording several times, uh, and then a random person who was nearby and watched us record it, thinking we were crazy people that had a special medal. I don't know if you're going to put that at the end of this episode, Don, or if you're going to post that at all, uh, but if we do put it in, that's where it came from. That was post-race, and Tony, being the smartest member of Radio for Winners, not involved in it. I don't know where he went, but, I mean, we had some new guy. By the way, the medals that that guy had were really intimidating looking. Like, he had some really... Like huge medals, I don't know how you get those, but I was satisfied with finally getting my uh, a, a, a T-shirt. Um, I feel like I'm starting to fit in with Tony now, um, and I I did get a medal. I was very proud of my medal. Very proud. 
<laughs> Still wearing it right now, I can see. <laughs> you are wearing it. Yeah. That I take showers with it on. Very excited about it. I shouldn't do that? No. Well, yeah. it's probably not the highest quality metal. It's probably going to stain your chest. I'd skip it. Well, now that we've talked for uh, quite a bit of time about the Savage Race, uh, again, Tony, thank you very much. But I'm sure we have other things to talk about, something like uh, maybe possibly something you've been watching on Netflix recently. Such a smooth transition. Man, what a smooth segment. Ah, so uh, so Sunday, uh, post the race, uh, I had the baby all day, so I was watching uh, Netflix. I caught a documentary. It reminded me, actually, it was very similar to uh, a documentary you may have caught before, Jeremy, uh, uh, King of Kong. Do you remember oh, that? Oh yes, definitely. I, I own a copy of it. So there's one. Uh, they basically, I think it's a new director, but basically exact same players as before. It's called Man vs Snake. Came out last year, uh, and it is about uh, marathon gaming and specifically. Uh, have you ever heard of a game called the Nibbler? Uh, I mean, is that the thing where your uncle comes in when you're asleep? <laughs> it does involve a snake. Yeah, Have you ever up. heard of a game called The Nibbler? <laughs> <laughs> the Nibbler is an early 80s uh, arcade game that involves a snake. Basically, you're a snake and you have to be, like, eat all these different... Uh, uh, I'm not even sure what they are, but you're essentially eating these things. And it starts going faster around and around and around. And uh, the, the main point to it, though, is The Nibbler is like one of the few games at that time where you could skill, score a billion points. Uh, so there's a guy... Uh, named Timothy McVeigh, who actually, not the terrorist. I was like, uh, oh, this took a turn. This wow. took a huge turn. Jesus Christ. I was like, wow, Oklahoma City all over again. Way to go. And he uh, he set the record for most for crossing that billion point uh, point score. So the, the documentary is kind of uh, focusing on that, and then like, him trying to break the record again. Uh, <laughs> now, Jimmy, when you watched uh, King of Kong, uh, did you enjoy the storyline? I mean, I enjoy the storyline, but it's more uh, people watching. It's it's a nice people watching movie. Everyone on that movie is a little weird, uh, especially when they go to the competitions and people are like crowd around arcade games watching someone play Donkey Kong. It was amazing. But I, I remember looking at that movie. I remember the, the one of the main characters or one of the main guys is named Steve Weeb, and uh, it was just like he was like a kind of your average uh, you know guy. And uh, but it was a very heartwarming story. You know, his wife was always supporting him. I mean, this was a very similar uh, movie where you had this guy and he kind of felt for him. Uh, and uh, it was a very heartwarming story, and maybe it was the Sudafed. Uh, maybe it was just that my body was in pain from the day before, but about seven minutes left to go in this uh, documentary, and I started sobbing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uncontrollably sobbing uh, because it was so uh, so touching. <laughs> uh, I, that's new fatherhood, Tony. That's new fatherhood. When I first had uh, had had my first son, uh, I'd say I, I watched a handful of things that I would start crying at for no good reason. It was things <laughs> like that where I'd just be like, "What is wrong with me?" It's like, "Oh, I must have feelings now. I don't know what to do with them anymore. I don't know what to do." Yeah, I just I let it all out, but like for like a solid, from like there was like eight minutes left in the movie, and I'm crying uh, during the last eight minutes of it. <laughs> My God, I can't. I kept waiting for him to say, "Well, you heard the other character, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. He um, he started doing." He was good things. at Cuber. I also feel that I don't know anything that you two are talking about, and maybe this is going to be the next evolution of of me as well. Am I going to start ending up playing like video games, and do I have to get some sort of weird shaped die? Well, not to play a video game, Don. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Oh, but the name of the documentary is "Man vs. Snake," so I, I highly recommend it. Came out a year ago, just started on Netflix this month. 
uh, definitely definitely worth uh, checking out. The Nibbler. <laughs> Check out the Nibbler. What? Well, so now we come to a segment that we we always do. However, you're you're not here to do it. Yes, and I do apologize, Don. This is not the new norm. I will not be Skyping in every week. I just had to do it this week because, again, if I watch my children through an iPad from 40 minutes away, I would be going to jail. So what are we going to do about the segment that we normally do this week? Well, when we do our regular segment, Radio for Winners and the News, Don's going to have to do the talk-ups. Are you sure? Yeah, there's no way I can do it. I can't hear the music on this end. I mean, are you comfortable with me doing that? Yeah, sure. Go for it. We've only got two stories this week, so it should be a short news break so now would be the time where we say it's time for radio for winners and the news that's right it's time for radio for winners and the news yes that's right we take i don't know two news stories we make up a bunch of things we throw them in we tell you that it's factual and move on excellent perfectly timed thank you don you're welcome i didn't have to do it Yes. Now, Tony sent this first story to me, and it's it's all over the place. It's popping up locally. Uh, I don't know if you were uh, if you uh, pay attention to the, the local news now that you're back in the area, Tony, but they actually shut down schools in PG County for a day because there was a risk of clowns coming and attacking <laughs> children at the school. So this clown thing is getting a little out of control. And so Tony sent me an article that was just titled, Is It All Over for Non-Creepy Clowns? Essentially asking, now that clowns are out in the woods scaring people, do actual clowns have a place in society? And I don't <laughs> think they did before, to be honest. I think really clowns, not a, a high-demand profession anymore. Now, do you recall the clown they interviewed? The name of that clown? Yes, the, <laughs> that, that clown is Fudgy the Clown. <laughs> I'm sorry? Fudgy the Clown, 34-year clown. Not 34 years old, been a clown for 34 years. Uh, 34 years a clown yes. named Fudgy. Correct. Uh, and, and she was very upset because essentially they're not getting a lot of calls for business right now. Uh, all her other clown friends also not getting calls. She's very upset. Uh, but they did, you know, this article did want to go out and talk to other clowns. So they reached out to the U.S. trade organization Clowns of America International. Their motto is Ambassadors of Joy. They did not want to be discussed for this piece. Do you think that they have some sort of like a building down like DuPont Circle area? Like, you know, like some sort of embassy? You know, like they... they no, got... they just meet in a tiny car. <laughs> oh, yeah. Clown jokes. Whoa. I don't think we need clowns anymore, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, they're unnecessary. Even with circuses, which I also think circuses, unnecessary. Uh, but yeah, clowns really not a, not a need. I say bring the elephants back and get rid of the clowns. But dress the elephants up like clowns wow. and just let them run free around children. That can't go poorly. <laughs> uh, McDonald's is gonna is gonna actually put Ronald McDonald on hold for a while. Not gonna be making any public appearances because of this. That, that could be the true tragedy. Does that mean Grimace is back? Grimace is back, but he's pushing the ham dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all That's right. all I have to say on clowns. Unless you guys get more to say about clowns, it's I, hard for me to start the next uh, item since I'm not in the room. I, I don't, but I guess that would be my my opportunity. Now I don't know much about this story, so I guess I have to make up make up the the intro. Sure, make up an intro. Okay, here we go. This is gonna go. Well. Hey, it's 2016. Do you still celebrate Halloween? Well, if you listen to this show, I'm sure you do. Well, what are you planning to go as for Halloween? I don't know, but Jeremy's gonna tell us what the top picks are. Not even top picks, just one specific, magnificent, already sold out costume. Now, I don't know if you guys watched the second presidential debate. 
Uh, it was a town hall format, so people in the audience asked the questions to the candidates. Uh, but they were actually, this time, not that impressive generally because one of the people running for office is completely insane and just used this time to just rant incoherently uh, for an hour and a half. But when they did finally get people to ask questions, one gentleman named Kenneth Bone was featured. He asked a question just about uh, uh, coal fossil fuels and, and what their stance was on it. Uh, but he was a heavyset gentleman kind of balding, wearing glasses, in a bright red sweater. And for some reason, also because his name was Ken Bone, people on the internet became fascinated with Kenneth Bone, to the point where now Kenneth Bone has a Twitter account that he's tweeting people about buying Domino's, and he's getting paid for sponsorships, which is pretty impressive. There well, he is at the presidential debate. Ken Bone. Ken the Nibbler Bone. So again, other than the fact that the guy's name is Ken Bone, and I want to show that I do a lot of of political discussion to prepare for this podcast. I also wanted to tie this in to the actual topic, top costumes of 2016. You know, every year there's like sexy Mario and sexy Catwoman and sexy whatever, and it's just some women's outfit that kind of looks like the outfit. Well, the most sold out outfit, already sold out after one day online, sexy Ken Bone. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, described, uh, this is from Yandy.com. They're going to get it back in time for Halloween, so anyone you know that wants to go as sexy Ken Bone, you still have a chance. Uh, the, <laughs> the costume is a red sweater that is a crop top uh, that includes blue high-waisted pants, a white cropped undershirt, glasses, and a fake mustache, and it costs $100. <laughs> now, Ken Bone wore this outfit because he was going to come to the town hall, and the, that day he was going to put his suit on, but he'd gotten so fat since last time he wore a suit that his pants ripped, and he had nothing else to wear, so he wore a bright red sweater. Oh. And so now that is the number one costume for 2016 in the sexy blank category. Ken Bone. Kenneth Bone. Amazing. Do we have a song for the end of this week, Tom? Treat me like you do. We do. When you let your answer me. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Tony picked. I, I don't even know who the hell this is. It's very relaxing. It's the new the new Metallica album. We wanna ease into your weekend. Who wants to ease into the weekend? This would never this would never be allowed on the party way. Tony, what the hell is this? This is what I listened to after that movie I watched. I was sobbing. <laughs> Just rocking a baby, listen to this nonstop for two hours. I feel that like Tony dresses like Ken Bone when he's not with us. Uh, you know, I did have to try a suit on. Uh, I had worn quite a time. And it was, uh, it was a little shug. I had to run more. I have to say, Tony, if you look at a picture of Ken Bone, you know what he reminds me of. Shotgun Tom Chance. <laughs> he does a little bit. I can see that. Tony, I don't know what the hell this is. I see the ship in the hair. You know, I don't know what it is. I just got through. Just got a groove. See you next week, Don, in person. Hey, t- hey, Jeremy, I'll see you next week. Tony, thank you so much. Great Savage Race. Looking forward to running another. We'll and never, never mention it again, everyone who listens. <laughs> and I'm never listening to this music ever again. All right, bye-bye, everybody. Have a good week.
Angie. What? How was your experience here at the Savage Race today? Awesome. That's all you got? No, I, it fucking sucked. I'm never doing that again. Yeah, this is horrible. That was so bad. Jeremy. How was your experience here at the Savage Race today? Now, we should have probably done a little bit of a pre-show prep, but we did not. We don't do any show prep. That's what we do, Don. No show prep. So we're standing out here in the middle of some field that has a gazillion shotgun shells, tons of clay pigeons, which, by the way, I'm still picking clay pigeons out of my kneecaps. It was nice of them to put them all over the obstacles you crawled under. It was nice. Now, um, what did you expect going in? Who did you think was going to be the weakest link of this team? Now... I'm thinking it was going to be Coach Nick because we haven't asked him any questions thus far. So he's still here. Who did you think was going to be the weakest link? Oh, no, me. 100% me. I thought I was going to kind of get to about the mile marker and decide I was done. Uh, but I think I did all right. I, I made it. We stayed as a team the whole way. I only skipped two obstacles. We did not stay as a team the entire way. No, you started out. You, got, you ran ahead. You and Tony ran ahead. Did not wait. For the rest of us. Now, part of my strategy with that was I was going to get ahead and went, well, that too. I was going to get ahead because I really feared having a conversation with people while we were running. I thought it was going to hurt me, but I also wanted to get ahead so that I could take more rest breaks while you all called up. There wasn't as much of that, though. I think we weren't that far behind you. There were already built-in weights at the obstacles today. They're not too bad. Now, I did. I was running down that one hill and got my foot stuck in the mud pit, like right before the river, and my entire shoe came off. Yeah, I saw that. That was pretty smooth because you just ran, grabbed it, and kept moving. You did not stop. Now, how you doing, sir? Nice to see you. And that guy's got a ton of medals. He must have done something way better than we did because I just got the participant medal or the little kids medal. That uh, that was it. Now, now, Nick. Now, how did you uh, how did you do today? I think I did fine. You know, it was a good team effort. We all stuck together for the most part. Um, for the most part, I think we did catch up with one another um, there towards the, the middle part of, of the race. Um, it has picked up a little bit rain-wise, but I um, really cannot tell because I am soaked. And part of the reason I'm soaked is the, the obstacle where we jumped into the ice pit. I thought I was literally going to, yes, thank you, sir, yes. I thought I was going to die. Well, I had done the ice bath before. My least favorite was, uh, it was not even that hard of an obstacle. It was just the crow's nest where it's, you know, a rope net you climb up and down. But I got to the top, and a piece of my testicle got caught in the net. And then people were climbing behind me and moving the net around. And I honestly just thought I was going to cry on the top of that net. I think you should have got an extra, I, yeah, I think you should have got an extra medal for that. I, I, I mean, he must have had something horrible happen to him because he's got, I mean, he's got like 100, he's got like three medals. I don't even know. I don't even know. Can you tell us a little bit about why you have now? What is that medal that you have there? What What does that mean? If If you do two races in the calendar, you get this wonderful spinning medal that uh, registers you. Now that's fantastic. Now, if I had done two races in a calendar year, I would be dead. Now you, sir, have gotten a spinny a spinny medal. Yes, yes, I did two today. <laughs> you did. T- <laughs> <laughs> Go, I will go run that Junior Savage race right right now. There was a foam pit, and they I. The other one that I did was in PA. Okay, now I feel that the kids, by the way, they got the same exact medal that we got, which tells me that next year I'm just signing up for, for that little tiny uh that little tiny race. And and they get that foam bath. Yes, yes, we did try to. <laughs> you don't get a beer ticket now. Who- I took off my shirt and went in the foam pit, but uh, apparently uh, parents were looking at me a little strange when that happened. Now, who is? I'm so excited. I'm now, so excited. I, who was the MVP, Nick, um, of the of the day? You have to pick one person. Who would you say was the MVP, the the person that overcame all odds and succeeded in a major way today? Who would you pick? 
I'm going to pick Jeremy because he did no training for this race and kept up just fine all the whole time. That's not true. I did run. I know everyone believes I did not train, but I did run several times. Thank you. What is, what, what is, what is several? Uh, I've been running two times a week minimum since we started training. Now you've been doing that stupid uh, zombie thing. Hey, you know what? Whatever works, Don. It's a motivational tool. I will say that now that this is done, there will be no more clowns in the woods because Jeremy has stopped running altogether. I think that he was actually the one that was running in the woods dressed as a clown. Now, Jeremy, who would you pick as the overall MVP of of the savagery? And you can say yourself. No, I'm not going to pick me. I did finish, but I thought I was going to do well because, again, I knew I had been training. Uh, I know it's funnier to not say you so you get really frustrated, but I have to say, Don, I'm actually very impressed. You finished. You're the only one of us that finished the uh, the giant warped climbing wall with the, with the uh, the rope on it. Other people tried and failed. I just walked around it because I know I can't do it. Now I did have a lot of help getting me up over that wall. However, the the scary part was me coming down. I was petrified going down the slide. I did not want to go down the slide. Um, I will say I don't know if you can tell right there. Um, there's a huge crack in my fingernail from when I went up that rope thing and slid back down the first attempt that I had. You made it look good, though. You made it look good. Now, did you? You did not go down the slide. No, I did. I climbed up the ladder and went down the slide. So you you bypassed you bypassed the rope yeah. and the wall and you climbed up the ladder. Now, I've done some of these before uh, of different types, and I know that that obstacle is one I cannot complete. So instead of trying it, hurting myself, I just walked around it to the ladder and climbed to the top. Now we are stalling a bit because Tony has decided not to join us. He is going to take a shower um, instead of joining us here. Now, Angie, now you're Coach Nick's wife. Now, um, who? Tell people that don't tell people that you are Coach. Are you in any? Do you know Coach Nick? I'm. I've seen him passing by somewhere. No, I don't. Yeah, I would. I would avoid him altogether. Now, who would you say? And you can say yourself. Who would you say is the MVP um, of this savage race? Oh, absolutely me. Uh, well, I. I should have expected nothing. Nothing less. I I was pretty impressed that you did get up over that wall. I especially liked when the lady screamed at you, "Give me your leg, sir! Give me your leg!" She she did she did say that. Um, you also taunted me from the top um, while I was up there, telling me to suck it up and slide down the big slide. But I yeah, something about Sandy vagina. I don't know. Yes, yes. We your, your face looking down at us was pure fear. I was I was absolutely scared for my life. There was not a single obstacle this entire time that I said I am petrified. However, sliding down a water slide scared the bejesus out of me. You were right next to gigantic Nick. Yes, he did say at one point to link arms and I I was trying to see if I'm that encouraging it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think if that would have been a good idea for Nick and I to have, like link arms and slide down the slide together. I, I I personally thought that we should have all gotten up there and slid down the slide together. The one piece we all that jumped I jumped in together on the, the big jump. Say that again. We all jumped in basically together on that big on that big jump. <laughs> Which was the the platform jump that was like 30 feet up in the air and you jumped in the lake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that was that was a bit intimidating. Um, part of the reason, part of the reason was as I was mid air, some lady said, "Make sure you don't keep your legs together." And um, I, I, my legs were totally together, and I realized why because you sink right to the bottom. And then when you try to kick your legs, um, your shoes are already so soaked; it's literally like kicking two cinder blocks trying to get to the top. Um, now I was a bit disappointed with something, Jeremy. I thought that we were all going to link arms and cross the finish line together. However, I did notice that you and Tony were quick to run across that finish line. 
part of the reason was I really think Tony is going to use this against us to say that he finished he finished before everybody else. Oh yeah, guaranteed. Um, I did finish first. I would like it to be known I finished first. Her time will be the quickest. Her time will be the quickest on record for anybody. I bet. I like when you put a microphone in front of us, he talks louder. Oh, the time is going to be quickest. It's going to be quicker. Well, the hands, the hands. Um, so we're going to go ahead and sign off here. We'll add this to um, to our, our, our little bonus show. We'll see how this sounds. Um, and um, Tony's just really not going to be a part of it, I guess. Tony was the weakest, weakest link of the team. Yeah, who was the weakest link of the team? Jeremy. And by the way, this is good controversy to uh, to, to draw for the, for the entire podcast. Uh, I mean, I don't know who's – Tony probably skipped the most obstacles, you think? Because he didn't even climb the ladder to go down the slide. I went down the slide at least. I only skipped two things. I skipped the, the thing with the rope that I couldn't do. The, you're the only one that crossed. And then there was a 12-foot wall. I helped everyone else over. And then the guys behind me gave me a look, so I walked around. <laughs> you know, we're not lifting this load up. Uh, uh, Coach Nick, uh, who, would, who do you feel was the weakest link? I'm going to go uh, Tony, the right. most uh, veteran member of the team, weakest link. All right. Now, and you can also pick yourself. Who do you think was the, um, the weakest link? Well, I finished first, and I was the best, so it's definitely not me. I would not like to say Tony because he apologized to me because he thought I was going to be the weakest link and selected <laughs> Nick as the weakest link. There you go. I'll Nick. I'll out of this question. Thank you. I think that you have chosen your husband as the weakest link. I am also going to okay. choose. I would like it to be on record. I don't know Coach Nick. I would also like to say Coach Nick was the weakest link for, for no other reason than I love to piss him off. So, um, with that said, um, please, uh, signing, off, signing off here from the Savage Race, um, please tune into an all-new episode later on this week. Much like this episode, we can probably guarantee Tony will not be on it. Tony will not be on. All right, thanks so much. Three, two, one, go. You can follow. You can. <laughs> Contact Radio for Winners on Twitter at Radio for Winners. Facebook.com. Search for Radio for Winners. Or if you want to send us an email, hit us up on the Gmail. RFWshow at Gmail.com. Well, there you have it, folks. Another happy ending from the good people. Jimmy James Incorporated. <laughs>